direction No one can pull me out I've always felt different from the others I'm running away now them together and then we've got the historic WWE Championship. Roman and yeah, they'd Bronco fuck around Brew. and call it the World Heavyweight Universal <laughs> Championship or something stupid. The, the, the Galactic Championship. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, because he's <laughs> the best. He's literally the best thing out there right now, especially on the microphone. I do have a spoiler for tonight's Impact, which... We're looking to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max! It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Max Wrestling, episode 357. And no, you're not seeing things. Last week, we went vidya. Uh, for those listening on a podcast app, you won't know any different. You're just missing cool, like, backgrounds and... Yeah, still sound exactly the same to you. Yeah. Uh, But this is your captain speaking, along with El Jefe Moses Marquez. Together we make the Cap and Mo Show. And we're two weeks away from Podcast Promo Rumble 7. Two weeks. The the first special event of 2022. First special event of the Vidya era. Um. And congratulations to AJ Sparks, five-time champ, Michael Cook, eight-time predictions champ, both victorious at Impact's Hard to Kill this past mm-hmm. Saturday. It's very solid show. Um, big surprising win for Tasha Steeles. Big wins for all the champions. No titles changed hands. Um, it was kind of obvious Mickey was retaining now after she was announced for the Royal Rumble. Um, also, yeah, well... Forbidden door, door is forbidden no more. The door is forbidden no more. That, like that's that. that's that's the the title of this episode. Door forbidden no more. Love it. Uh, also rocking the new Max hoodie with in the electric blue. It uh it also obviously comes in a miniature size. Ah, love it. <laughs> Fantastic but, as uh, it should, as it should. Coming, oh shit! Coming up on this episode, Trouble in Paradise for Adam Cole, baby. Uh, some people did stuff on NXT 2.0. Uh, we may be heading to the unification of the WWE's top two titles at WrestleMania. And as okay. I just said, the Forbidden Door is apparently open for WWE. But before we get into this week, we got to talk about past weeks and past years. It's this week in wrestling history. On January 7th, 2001, ECW presented its final pay-per-view, Guilty as Charged, 
featuring Sandman defeating Steve Carino and Just Incredible in a tables, ladders, chairs, and chain match to win the ECW World Championship. Rhino then attacked Sandman and challenged him to defend the title. Immediately after, Sandman lost his newly won title in one minute to Rhino. Uh, Rhino then issued his own open challenge, which was accepted by Rob Van Dam. However, RVD was uh, attacked by Jerry Lynn. Van Dam defeated Jerry Lynn to close the show, and ECW then filed for bankruptcy two months later. And just started flooding into WWE. Uh, It it sounds like they, I don't recall seeing it, but it sounds like they, uh, they killed it for their final show. On one final bow at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on January 7th in 2004, Chris Sabin became a two-time X Division champion, defeating Michael Shane, Chris Daniels, and Loki in an Ultimate X match. They loved their Ultimate X matches on those weekly pay-per-views. It was a gimmick. Come on now. It was their goddamn gimmick. And, and it worked. I freaking love Ultimate X matches. As, and we just saw the first ever women's one at, at uh, Hard to Kill. Um, also on January 7th in 2015, Bobby Lashley became a two-time TNA world champion by defeating Bobby Roode on a Bobby very Lashley. rare live impact. Bobby Lashley. It's weird that I have to say when, when an impact is live that it's rare. Yeah, like, they tape so fucking much. Uh, January. It's, it, it's easier, it's cheaper, but it's also a son of a bitch for spoilers. It was fine during lockdown because, of course, they didn't have a crowd to spoil everything. It's, that's hey, that's a hundred percent on that one. But uh, January eighth, two thousand six, Edge became the first person to ever cash in Money in the Bank, defeating John Cena for the WWE Championship immediately after Cena retained the title in an Elimination Chamber match against Carlito, Chris Masters, Kane, Kurt Angle, and Shawn Michaels at New Year's Revolution. Uh, also at the event, Trish Stratus successfully defended the Women's Championship against Mickey James in their first encounter. And then, of course, it turned into a lesbian angle. Well, yeah, well, because yeah. ruthless aggression. <laughs> you know what they really like on television? Lesbians. Mm-hmm. They they literally had a tag team called the Lesbians. The Lesbians. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Um, January 9th, two thousand five, at the first New Year's Revolution. Uh, it was the first WWE pay per view to take place in Puerto Rico. Um, the show featured Trish defeating longtime rival Lita to become a six-time women's champion. Triple H also won the vacant World Heavyweight Championship for the fifth time, defeating Batista, Edge, Jericho, Benoit, and Randy Orton in Elimination Chamber match. I actually missed New Year's Revolution. It was a great pay-per-view. Well, the first two were great. The 2007 one was kind of eh. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, eh. They always uh, simmer out, but I mean, I've always loved gimmick-based pay-per-views. It, it, you know, it goes with the with the theme. It's kind of nice. Yeah, and then except it, for when they do Hell in the Cell and nobody does Hell in the Cell. Yeah, um, like Lockdown was great because literally every single match was in a cage, and then they did Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and they only had like what two, three matches mm-hmm. in a cell. Just stop it. Bullshit. January 10th, 1999, Taz won the ECW World Championship for the first time, defeating Shane Douglas at Guilty as Charged, which also featured Just Incredible defeating Tommy Dreamer in a Stairway to Hell match, and Rob Van Dam defending the TV title against Lance Storm. Also, between this event and Heat Wave in July 2000, Just Incredible defeated Dreamer in a Stairway to Hell match three times. Three times. 
They literally had the same match three times and just incredible won them all. Um, for those not familiar with ECW, Stairway to Hell is basically a ladder match, but instead of winning by grabbing an object, it's a weapon that you can then use to win by pinfall or submission. Ah, I see. <laughs> Um, January 10th, 2006, after a tricep injury forced Batista to relinquish the World Heavyweight Championship, Kurt Angle won a 20-man battle royal to win the vacant title for the first time. The uh, the episode aired on tape delay three days later, which was today in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a few more. January 11th, 1991. <laughs> Ric Flair became the first ever WCW world champion after defeating Sting for the NWA world title. This, again, is where Flair's history gets a little confusing and sketchy because he won the NWA title, but WCW start recognizing him as the first WCW world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was a couple of title changes which WWE don't recognize. I guess, but like I said, we pointed that out last week when the guy went into fucking what Puerto Rico or whatever and would drop the title to be unrecognized in NWA. Yeah. And it's, it's it's like it. Like in reality, if you really have to know a number for like Flair's title reignage from every company, I think it's like twenty seven. Yeah, it's it's like the same as the Yankees. I think it's deep into the twenties. I remember that much. Yeah. Um, also on January 11th in 1993, it was the first ever episode of Monday Night Raw. Nice. Good stuff. Um, we... <laughs> okay, we had Kamala turning babyface. Uh, oh, that's right, huh? Oh, yeah, that uh, was the... Uh, uh, what fucking show? Where, where were they at for that one? It was uh, like that little-ass tiny arena in New York. The, the Manhattan Center. There you go, the Manhattan Center. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's okay. We also had, uh, Yokozuna defeating Coco Beware, uh, the Steiner brothers defeating the Executioners, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels defeating Max Moon for yeah. the Intercontinental Championship. Max Moon. <laughs> oh my God. The Undertaker defeated Damien Demento. Oh uh, God. You remember fucking Damien Demento? No. Does anybody remember Damien Demento? <laughs> Jesus, talk it about was... gimmick times, man. Oh, crap, he looks like Snitsky. He really Obviously, does. it wasn't Snitsky. No. Um, Damien Demento was also known as Mondo Clean and John Reinhardt. He said Mondo Clean. That's hilarious. <laughs> Mondo Clean. <laughs> Mr. Killer, Mr. Clean's angry big brother. <laughs> yeah. He, he lit, if you can imagine Gene Snitsky playing the genie, in an Aladdin play, that would be Damien Demento. I immediately saw, like, the head on Schnitzky, and then I turned to blue, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, and I, as for Max Moon, that was Conan. That was Conan. Wow. Did not little, last long, thank God. A <laughs> little, little bit of trivia there for people. Um, yeah, so that was the first episode of Monday Night Raw. Um quality stuff. it's it it got a 2.5 rating so we've come full circle <laughs> i'm about to say we really have haven't we wow uh it went way up and now it's gone back to where it started yeah well again awesome. you you like i'd love to bring up dude fucking look how popular popular wrestling was back then it, yeah it gar- 
In the peak of its heyday, it garnered over 10 million viewers, both shows. A combination of, like, up to 12 million, I think, at, at times. Yeah. So it was the thing to watch, so. And now people don't give a rat's ass. Spoilers ruin it. You can literally get... You, most people can literally feel uh, competent watching the entire show in a highlight form. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's, it's also very easy to find online. That too. Without, without paying a dime. Without having to pay a dime. Not that I know anything about that. On January 12th, 2019, Tony Storm became the second ever NXT UK Women's Champion, defeating Rhea Ripley at NXT TakeOver Blackpool. Good old days. Good old days. Uh, final bit of history. January 12th, 2020, Tessa Blanchard made history, becoming the first woman to win the Impact World Championship, defeating Sammy Callahan at Hard to Kill. And then, of course, she disappeared. True that. <laughs> True uh, that. So a few birthdays this week. Darby Allen turned 29 on January 7th. Alicia Edwards turned 35. And El Ligero turned 37. On January 8th, Bad Luck Fale turned 40. Fale right. had his 40th birthday this past week. Bull Meccano turned 54. The original Rey Mysterio, um, current Rey Mysterio's uncle, turned 64. Yes. Ruby Soho turned 31 on January 9th. And Todd Grisham, people remember Todd Grisham, turned 46. On January 10th, Tamina turned 44. Buff the Stuff Bagwell turned 52. And oh, yeah. January 11th, King Mo turned 41. The, the, the first King Mo. The first King Mo. <laughs> um, and it was the 81st birthday of Abdullah the, the, uh, the Meat Cutter. Abdullah the Butcher. Okay, you can say it. Abdullah the Butcher. And then, of course, we cannot, we, can't, we can't forget two other dudes for, for the... Uh, uh, on the uh, January the 11th, and that is, uh, I can't pronounce his first name, but um, uh, Kobayashi, New Japan oh, yeah. legend, uh, like Kobayashi, yeah, you can remember the last name, like, I want to say it's like, I don't even want to butcher it, I'm not even going to fucking try, and then of course, Gory Guerrero, by the way, who is the father of Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Sr., you know, the, you know Eddie's, uh, I mean, Chavo's dad, so... Yeah. You know, without him, there would be no no Guerrero chain, if you will. Uh, I'll I'll give it a shot. Uh, Kunyaki Kobayashi. Let's go with that. Close enough. Sounds good Sounds enough good to, to me. me. Anybody who speaks Jeff, Robert Davis, if you know, if any mispronunciation, let me help me now. Um, right. And today, happy birthday, 35th birthday to Ian Riccoboni, who uh, showed up at Hard to Kill, guest ring announcer from Ring of Honor, and mm-hmm. Mason Ryan turned 40. Celebrating my birthday and seeing the breeze I am. That's right. Uh, let's see who else do we got for the twelve. We got uh, Big Dig Dudley. Oh, he's whatever. I have no idea how old he is. I'm not gonna fucking even attempt to do the math on that one. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert turns what's that fucking a hundred million years old? That old fucker. <laughs> I had a dude. I he's like fifty something. I'm not even gonna bother fucking. Like I said, I'm not gonna bother doing the math. And then uh, Raquel Gonzalez, fucking oh, yeah. she's 30, what is that, 30, 31, 30? Is it today? Uh, that was yesterday. Oh, happy birthday yesterday, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, yeah, 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 she's 30-something. Mm-hmm. This is the part where I find out she's a lot younger than me. 
right? <laughs> she's born in 91. I'm like, what? Um, where is she? Raquel Gonzalez. 90. Oh, shit. She was born in 91. Yeah, she's uh, she's 31. Mm-hmm. That's right. Chad Gaspar would have been, uh, what's that, 40? 41? He would have been 41 today. Mm-hmm. Big Dick Dudley also um, passed away 2002. Ah, there you go. Uh, uh, but he, but he was born in 1968. Yeah, that he was. Uh, um, so that's all your history and your birthdays. So let's get into this week in wrestling. And uh, the big news that broke um, very early in our week was Mickey James being announced for the Royal Rumble on Friday, which pretty much changed one of our predictions for Hard to Kill. Um, yeah. Very, very unexpected. Considering well, yeah. how, how they parted ways. Um, also that they literally announced her as the Impact Women's World Champion. Yeah, that was that was the one that caught me off guard. But see, you bring this, um, you bring up the whole how she left thing. And I have to bring this into the in, into context. So on fucking, uh, on TikTok of all places, of course, TikTok, I'm on there. There are quite a few uh, wrestling minds. I, I think I think I need to be Max Wrestling's, you know, voice on TikTok. That's something I might have to look into. Yeah, but anyway, you do because we do have a TikTok account, but I don't. I barely use it for Max. Well, then I, again, I might need to take it over. Anyways, <laughs> but um, so there's there's dudes out there. Um, so what? The, so let me let me also before I get into ranting about this dude, let me also say I follow a lot of NFL players, and as some of you know. The NFL season, if you did not make the, the playoffs, is over for a lot of you. So that means for a lot of players, they're in there cleaning out locker rooms and, you know, doing their whole thing. And they're filling up trash bags full of stuff to take home. Okay, I love your smirk already. So you know where I'm going with this. So one of these fucking nerds on TikTok, I, I, uh, I can't, I, why don't I even fucking remember the name of the goddamn thing? I swear to God, if it actually says TSK, like I'm thinking it says in my head right now, I'm going to shoot myself. Um, he goes on this rant of, well, this is what the NFL does. So how does it look bad for Mickey? And I said, well, first off, she was fired as, 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 uh, as homeboy, uh, as Smokey would say in the movie Friday, she was fired on her day off. Okay, <laughs> And what they did is they then packed all of her personal belongings in whatever locker room she had. They went through her stuff, put whether they just threw it in the bag or not. I don't give a shit what you say. I mean, if you even take all my stuff out of my locker room, technically to me, you're going through my shit. You may not be looking through it, but you're going through my shit. And so she, they basically go through her shit, put it in the bag and send it to her. Yeah, I mean, I get it. The NFL uses a bag, but nobody else is touching my shit. That's the gimmick here. I didn't get fired on my day off. The my see, you know, it's not. Oh, my season ended. I need to clean my locker room out. No, it's. I got fired. Here's your stuff in a trash bag. We don't care what you, what's yours, what's not yours. We thought this is yours. Here you go. That was the other thing too. Didn't she find stuff in there that wasn't hers? I think so. Yeah. So it's like, dude, don't. It's like I get it. Don't, but don't go comparing, you know, billion dollar companies to fucking people that are bitter and get the fuck out of here. Because we don't need you right now, but I'm going to need you in about seven months anyway. Yeah, because we're going to fire a bunch of women and then we need to fill the rumble. Oh, my God. My Okay, so when my wife starts asking me questions about the rumble, like, why in the hell are the Bellas in it? Right. And I'm like, well, first off, I said, I said, they're firing people. She's like, I, you were mentioning that. 
And she decided she needed to go do her own little bit of research. She lovely sees my uh, my Wrestling Observer pages open all the time. So she goes immediately to that on my computer. And she just types in, like, uh, WWE releases. And she comes up to me and she's like, they've released, like, 20-something people in, like, four months. I'm like, yeah. She's like, what, ha- what, what happens? Like, she, you know, she got curious and I explained her. Some guys go to the indies. Some guys... Do, you know, they they go and they have to find their own path. I said, not everybody goes to AEW. Not everybody goes to Impact. Not everybody goes to New Japan. There are some mm-hmm. dudes that they have to go back to the old school indie days of, oh, I'm going to ask for $700 an appearance and hope to get 350 and maybe fed. You know, it, it sucks. But then she was like, so they're that desperate. They're bringing the Bellas back. And I'm like, I, I, I mean, yes. And I guess it's an attraction. I mean, it's got you talking. And then she's like, True. yeah, but then I also turned around and did research and I realized why all these people are in this thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, you see, you're, you're, doing, you're doing what they don't want you to do, which is be smart and have a brain. They would prefer you just get fed the bullshit and be like, oh, this team's cool. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, like, obviously, the Royal Rumble, we expect surprises, but usually they already have enough people to fill the friggin' match. Yeah, but okay, then there's there, there's surprises, but didn't they give like the entire fucking list of people out in the fuck on like on Raw? I hate it when they do that. Why they, do you do that? For several years now, they've like announced most of the entrance. Like, I don't want to know. I just want to hear yeah. the buzzer and then wonder who the hell's coming that- out. Exactly. That's all. You know how hard that is. It's really not that hard. You can go into this. We have nine people, like nine people declared for the Rumble. There's supposed to be fucking like 30 people in this thing. What do you <laughs> mean, nine people declared? Everybody's a fucking surprise. It's fucking, it literally wrote itself for you. Announce four, maybe five people. Fine. Like they used to have like a match to determine who gets number one, who gets number 30. Fine. I'm cool with that. Right. But at least give me 20 people that I don't know. Or I don't know who the other 28 are going to be. Again, yeah. I just want fucking, I don't want to say gaps, but surprises. Again, if it if you're literally telling me that you have 30 participants, but only 12 declared, and I have to guess 18 of them, well, yeah. then I'd rather guess 18 of them than you sporadically tell me two month, you know, two weeks before the fucking show starts. Like, let me let me live in a little bit of fucking suspense. Then, you know what? Because I get it. But they, what it is is they think, oh, well, if we announce these people, then they're going to be like, oh, we, we have to watch the Rumble now. And da, 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 da. No. You want to know what garners mm. more attention? Mystery. Yeah, but everybody watches the Rumble anyway. It's like one of the, one of the biggest events of the year because of the element of surprise, supposedly. Or it used to be famous for the element of surprise. I was about to say it used to be. There's like, element of surprise back then. <laughs> yeah, like one time, uh, Haku, one time. 2001, Haku just showed up. Yeah, that's true. That was pretty. That was kind of awesome. Um, it's good stuff. All right, it's got people talking about Mickey James, but imagine how much of a imp- pardon upon impact it would have been if she'd have just shown up in the Royal Rumble as the Impact Women's Champion. Like, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. But but again, you, me, my wife, we have brains. We know how to use them. Uh, we are not part of that demographic. <laughs> so I just I, 
I don't understand. Like, it's fuck. It literally is literally just like, oh, we fucked ourselves into a corner. Well, what do we do? We'll just bring a bunch of people back. <laughs> okay. That, that's the funniest thing about this year is that they have to fill it with people that aren't even with the company because they fired a bunch of people. Yep. It's got to be part timers. In the last six months, they literally fired enough people to fill a Royal Rumble match. Probably twice. Yeah, probably twice. Maybe even the greatest Royal Rumble with 50 fucking people. I was going to just say, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, you know what? In reality, <laughs> I think maybe like two or three, okay, you throw two or three surprises in there at the most. But still, yeah, you're, it's fucking well, ridiculous. <laughs> now nah, there's a whole thing of the Forbidden Door is open for WWE, so... Who knows who's going to show up in the men's rumble. You know rumble. who says that? It's fucking these goddamn marks. These fucking WWE marks. They, all they heard was Tony Khan and the Forbidden Door and fuck your Forbidden Door and Forbidden Door. And forbi but now that it's going to happen in their company, oh my God, the Forbidden Door. <laughs> like, dude, fucking shit. You guys are so goddamn fucking flip-flop. It's bananas. And then have you seen some of these other ones where their fucking loyalty is like they're fucking they're willing to die on the battlefield for this fucking I'll, I'd rather stop watching wrestling than brother. You're not watching wrestling to begin with. Yeah, you're watching they, sports entertainment. They're literally the Black Knight from Monty Python. You chop off every single limb and it's they're just, just like, yeah, call it a draw. <laughs> no, you're clearly defeated. Let's call it a draw. <laughs> it's on my ankles off. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm invincible. You're a loony. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the Royal Rumble, um, we do know Bobby Lashley will Bobby finally Lashley. be facing Brock Lesnar. And we also now know Seth Rollins will be facing Roman Reigns for their respective titles. But we also had a segment to kick off SmackDown where Brock pretty much said he wants title for title against Roman. I, I don't hate that. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. It actually sounds like a very good thing. No, we we I've never liked the universal title. It's had such bad luck. People have gotten injured as soon as they won it. We've had freaking Goldberg squashing people for it. Yeah, the history of the of universal title is very jaded. A lot of bad um, just merged them together, and then we've got the historic WWE Championship. Um, and as they, Roman and they fuck around proved, and call the. World Heavyweight Universal <laughs> Championship or something stupid. The the, the Galactic Championship. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> get the backlash already. Doesn't sound too bad. It, no, it doesn't. Really. It doesn't sound too bad. It actually sounds better than Universal Champion. It really does. That doesn't even make sense either because Universal Champion means like you're the champion of everything. Yeah, like everything. You, you can enter any division and do whatever you want. It's universal. Like a remote. Yeah. Yes. It works which, on everything. Which, which often break very soon after you buy them. <laughs> you, see the, you see the issue here? Yes. It's living up it's to its universal name. Named. Um, Good lord. But yeah, um, Brock and Roman have proved you can... Well, actually, and new shows have just proved recently you can go on any show. It doesn't really matter. So you don't need two world champions. No. We um we had it for a brief time in 2002 where the undisputed champion was on both shows. Just go back then, to that. I mean, your yeah. fucking roster is thin as ass anyway, so we're we firing too many people. We can't have two world champions anymore. No, you no, they really can't. 
I mean, at this point, they may as well fucking get rid of the IC title or something, because, I mean... Yeah, that thing's dead. I mean, no disrespect to Shinsuke. I fucking love Shinsuke. We all know this and this and that. This isn't his goddamn fault. He doesn't book himself, okay? Mm. He can't He can't be like, you know, you want an IC title feud? Well, the boss said no. Oh, shit. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is he going to do? And I think it was, like, Mania? Like, yeah. Mania Weekend or whatever was the last time he defended night, night that two. shit? And I'm like, um, all right there, Brock Lesnar. Whatever you say, <laughs> bud. Actually, I think this is worse than Brock. Oh, big time. Um, big time. At least Brock showed up every couple of months to defend it. I mean, Shinsuke's there. He's but they're not giving title defenses. He's gone almost a whole fucking year. I don't mean it. We're, in fucking, we're in fucking January, bud. Yeah, it's if he, I'm he pretty sure he won it. that shit at Mania. And I don't think he's defended it since. I'm just checking. He won it on SmackDown. Okay. He defended it at Mania then. Wait, what? Or August? Wrong. Wait, he couldn't have won it in August because his last title defense was a Mania. Could have sworn. Mm-hmm. The, blood, the blood pickings. Um, wait. <sighs> Apollo won the title at on at WrestleMania night two. Oh. Okay, well then the guy just hasn't defended it in like five months. Yeah. Who the fuck okay. said Yeah, all the sheets were saying he hasn't defended it since WrestleMania night two, but obviously Or did he win it on SmackDown and then that was just the last time it was defended against anybody. Oh that sounds more like it. So Shinsuke's never defended it. Is that what we're saying? I think that's what they were ended up driving at. These goddamn dirt sheets that we're misreading. Oh man, they're mis- uh, or they're miswriting. Yeah, 153 days definitely exceeds the uh, the 30 day no compete clause. Five times over, bub. <laughs> um, yeah, WWE. In case you've forgotten, you have an intercontinental championship with a guy who's actually not too bad. But, I mean, apparently no. he's got a hand injury, according to the Boogs. That's cool. He can kick. Right? He can still kick. kick so I mean, Adam bad. Cole wrestled with a fucked up wrist forever, and so did fucking his wife. Yeah, and Kurt Angle won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Broken fucking neck. Come on now. Um, well, it seems as though Piper Niven, I'm still not going to say her ring name, Don't. has joined the, uh, the women's title picture. Um, cool. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. Um, last week I called it was probably going to be a triple threat, but now it looks more like it's going to be a four-way at the Rumble. But can they really afford that with the lack of women they have for the Rumble match already? Uh, you know what, bro? Let them fucking do That's their own goddamn problem. <laughs> We're going to have three challengers for the Raw Women's title and literally just fill the Rumble with part-timers or retired women. Yeah, and then, like, somebody like fucking Becky's going to come down. And, oh, okay, here we go. And it's like, oh, you son of a bitch. I find funny how Lita's been announced for the Rumble, but they haven't announced Trish. I don't think Trish wants to do it. That's all she pretty much does lately is uh, Rumble matches. 
That's why that's what I'm saying. I don't think she wants to do it. She's like, I fuck you guys. I'm fucking over this shit. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They went out of their way to fucking um to go get Mickey, which I was I still fucking baffled that. And then, you know, you're willing to call her Impact Champ, but I, I guess it's not a fucking open door thing. I think they just don't give a shit about Impact. So they're just like, whatever, here you go. Yeah, sure, we'll promote your stupid belt. Um Mike, is there gonna be anybody from NXT? Do they announce any NXT ladies? Uh, no. There fucking should be. God damn it. I mean, is there any women left in NXT? Uh, like Io Shirai. Uh, fucking. I guess Raquel at this point, or fucking Dakota. Yeah, probably well, more Dakota. So the women. I mean, there's a handful of ladies, but I mean. Yeah, nobody from NXT. The women announced so far. We got Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Dana Brooke, Carmella, uh, Queen Zelina from Raw, and Tamina. Uh, from SmackDown, we've got Shatsy, Natalia, Aliyah, Naomi, Shayna Baszler, and Charlotte. Cool. I'm not going to say. Okay. Obviously, I didn't watch Charlotte's segment because I wouldn't want to, but apparently no. she is in the Rumble match. Who the okay. fuck really get? Who the fuck really like? Let's keep be real for a minute. Who the fuck really likes Charlie? Anybody really? Anybody? Oh, she she's got some marks out there. I, I mean, I, I love her dad, bro. But I mean, and, and this motherfucker got nothing but controversy around him as of late. I still love this cat. <laughs> you gonna tell me you like his daughter that much? Like, just, I don't oh, know. Somebody needs to take Rick's uh, phone away. Jeez. Oh yeah, his little fucking Twitter feud. Dude, what are you doing, old man? Like, it's it's like when an old man finally figures out technology. It's like, nope, you shouldn't. No, why'd you do this? Why? And then going at Becky of all fucking people. He he. Rick just reminded me of Doctor Evil right now. It's like you owe me one hundred million bajillion dollars. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, dude. My whole thing was, I'm like, I I understand. No, I don't. No, I don't. That's not fucking true. I don't understand. This is just dumb. This is dumb. Like, dude, you. She's the man. I understand that you. You made that moniker or whatever. Da, 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 da. But you know how many fucking people over the years have called themselves the man, or the fucking term has been used as the man, or it's... slogans and merchandise of different uh, fucking TV shows and movies for all we fucking know of the man. Like, so, fucking sit down. And if you really want to fucking sue somebody and make a big fucking deal about people owing you bread, go to Vince. Right. He's the one that's fucking banking on all this, not her. It's it's a very common figure of speech, the man. Anyway, he wasn't even the original Nature Boy. Badoom bow for those that don't know that. There you go. That's some real fucking history for you. Um Nature so we also Rose. Uh... I, uh, I read into uh, what's going on with Charlotte. She's entering the Rumble, and she said if she wins, she's going to select her own opponent, blah, blah, blah. Um, we have a Hall of Fame section, which includes the Bellas and Lita. Uh, then we have a free agent section, which includes Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, and Summer Rae. Uh, and then special guest entrance is Mickey James. The men also have a special guest entrance, <laughs> which is Johnny Knoxville. Right. Uh that's the celebrity ring, right? That's what, so that's what Mickey is now. She's a celebrity. 
Yeah, she's a she's a special guest celebrity, Mickey James. That's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, Fuck she's a country that. she's a country singer. That's right. It'd be, it'd be great if they star. introduced her as a country singer, Mickey James. That's fucked. <laughs> that would be so fucked up. Oh my god! I don't put it past him. I really don't put it past him. Oh my god! Could you imagine? It would be funny. Oh my god! I'd feel so bad. I feel so bad. <laughs> it, I feel bad for laughing, but it's exactly the kind of thing WWE would do. They really would. They really, really would. I mean, yeah, we promoted you as a champion. Now we're going to bury you because you're here and we don't give a fuck. What are you going to do? The camera's rolling. <laughs> God, they're such assholes. Yeah, they are. Um, there's only one person announced from SmackDown for the men so far. That's Sheamus. Uh, then we got Johnny Knoxville, of course, he's special guest celebrity. And from Raw, we got Angela Dawkins, Montez Ford, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, and Big E. Ah, poor it's Big E. is two weeks away and the women's is way more filled out than the men's. Yeah, well, I hope they leave it like that for both of them. I don't want to know anymore. Yeah, shut like, I got you. So we got 20 down. left to fill for the men's. We got... Uh, uh, 11 left to fill for the women's. Yeah, leave it alone now. Surprise Leave it alone. Yes, thank you. You you can redeem yourself. You have two weeks. I don't need to know nobody else. Not nobody Uh, else needs to declare. Nobody else needs to nothing. Did you see this too? Um, Seth Rollins is literally being introduced now as Seth freaking Rollins. Like, that's his literal ring name. First off... Um, what's the uh, homie's uh, name? The announcer got Greg Hamill or whatever the fuck my fucking name is. I will slap you into oblivion if you don't knock that shit the fuck off. That is so fucking annoying. I get it, the moniker. I get it. Like, put it on the fucking uh, on the graphic. Make him wear a fucking shirt with it. I don't need to hear the stupid announcer say it. I don't. Okay. If you want to drag his name out, fine. You know, if you want to put some extra stank on it, fine. Do not go adding shit. Unless you plan to do it for every fucking body. Every fucking body. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, so I said it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn out to be a four-way for the women's title. So far, it's Becky versus Piper. Um, I guess that does mean we're probably going to have Liv win the Rumble, go on to WrestleMania, and Finally, hopefully, God Almighty win the title. By not pinning the champion. Oh, my God. Just can you can. Is it really that hard to fucking shit or get off the pot? Like, is it really that Mm. hard? Is it really that comfortable right there? You're telling me your legs are numb and it's that comfy. For fuck's sake. Maybe they always wanted her to win the title at WrestleMania, but they started it. They started the, the build way That's... too early, and they can't carry it on for months and months and months. Because they don't know how. No. That's the fucking problem. <laughs> it almost failed. I, mean, I think we've said this many times. It almost failed with Daniel Bryan when he won the title at SummerSlam. Randy Orton cashed in, and they had to drag it all the way to WrestleMania. That they don't build long-term stories; they drag long-term stories see, in WWE the, now. 
that, that there you go. They that's exactly it. Because I was just gonna say, I was like, because it was a different feel for B Dry. They didn't drag, and you fucking worded it perfectly. It's being dragged, and because it's being dragged, you fucking don't give a shit. And then you just start. You rather than feel excited for this person, like live. You're starting to feel bad for her. You're begging for this fucking like get out of this company. Just fucking run. Just fucking grab your bag and fucking. But it's not. You should have got on the plane with Ruby. Right? Should have bounced. Should have <laughs> bounced. But it is what it is. So now it's like. If they're going to fucking drag it out till Mania, if they're going to. Then you need to make her look dominant. Now is the time that she is a fucking unbeatable badass. She's fucking undeniable at this point. She's already been fucking undeniable. But now I mean, Becky, you have to believe it. Becky's beat her one-on-one, what, three times now? I was going to say four, build? but three, yeah, sounds better. It sounds better, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's not... What? No. No, that, exactly. That's not doing any good for Liv. It does no good for nobody. Because not every time Liv, she gets a title shot now, Becky. it's just like, yeah, she's just going to lose again. Exactly. And then they, they get, it, it hinders both of them because you already have that gut feeling that it's not going to matter. I can already tell you what the outcome is. And then because of that, you don't want to watch Becky. Yeah. And there's the hindrance on both of them. It's like... It's like, dude, we all we do is watch. All we've ever done our entire lives in the professional wrestling world, besides talk about it, is watch. Why is it we can figure out the fucking simplest of simple, but this company that's been in business, that has been in business since the fucking 70s, has been on television since the fucking 80s, and has been prime time since the fucking 90s. A billion dollar company can't get it in 20 fucking 21. Are we that? Are we too fucking smart to be wrestling fans? Is that what it really is? Was wrestling? I mean, I understand wrestling came from the circus times, okay? And it's meant to be this attraction. But it also didn't say that we had to be fucking idiots. Okay? <laughs> so I don't I, understand... I, we're definitely too smart to be WWE fans. I just but I think we're too smart to be wrestling writers. That's probably what it is. The disbel like the uh, that's not true. I can I can gladly uh, uh what is it extend my disbelief, no problem. I can definitely do it. It's not without an issue. But it's like I, I don't know. I guess like somebody in WWE is like, but that doesn't make sense, and then they just move on. And then like there's like a res- there's like Johnny Gargano in the back. But that's what wrestling is. And then he starts crying. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Poor Johnny. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Ciampa and Pete Dunne seem to be done with NXT. They had a dark match uh, before SmackDown, I believe, this past week. Yeah, so and on main begins... event. Oh, yeah, and on main event. Well, hey. Like I said, they're, they're, they're trotting these guys out there. They're really trying to get them some exposure. And I don't hate it. I, granted, I, I, I wish both these guys would go elsewhere, but at least they're utilizing them. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll last. I used to think the same about a lot of this talent. Uh, well, against what we hoped for, 
there was no new NXT championship belt this past yeah, week. Why, why would you just, like, you you were literally talking about a brand new change. Um, the last email, couple of emails I actually got from WWE related to NXT stuff actually did not say the words NXT. It just said, welcome to 2.0. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Okay, all right. So then fuck NXT. I get it because they're no longer doing their own creative thing, right? So then why leave it the same? I get that you finally changed your whole, um, you finally changed, you know, the, the way that the arena looks and all that shit. Fucking good for you, whatever. I guess you could chalk that up as the new NXT feel or whatever, what have you. But you're going to tell me that, and this goes for fucking uh, two guys, by the way. So you're going to tell me the goddamn Carmelo Hayes, who just won the NXT North American Championship and then beat Roderick Strong for the Cruiserweight Championship and then, quote unquote, unify these titles to have the same belt and not even bring out the Cruiserweight title, but they're unified. Quote yeah, unquote. so is, is the Cruiserweight title just dead now? It's From what I can tell, it just went poof. Which it, so then how, how is it unified? It's not. It's not unified. And then with Braun Breaker winning the NXT title, it is literally the same big X that he kicked through, okay, and he just put plates on it. Why would you go through all that crap of him ripping down NXT like Thanos or whatever? And then kicking through the big giant X that also symbolizes the big giant X on the fucking title. Like, how stupid are you? It's 2.0, but we're still using the 1.0 belt. Why? Go get a new belt. It's, I mean, I don't want to say, like, make a revamped version of, like, the original NXT belt. But, I mean, I don't know what else you would do to make it. Personally... Because you can't do like a w, like a big old WWE logo because that's their first guess. I'm sure of it. They, I, I've always said just go back to an old style belt. An old school looking belt. And you know what? Since this fucking company is so goddamn old school feeling right now. Very 90s crap nostalgia extra gimmicky bullshit. Get an old school kind of title. With nice looking with one nice fucking big plate on it. And a couple of side plates, and that you can interchange. It says okay. NXT, like right in the middle of it, in like a weird, funky way. Not that big of a deal. Even if they just change the NXT logo, it does look a little different enough. Yeah. Um, I I don't get it. Again, with the the, the brain and the logic. Too, too smart. Yeah, too smart. Um, well, so before we go to AEW, before we go to a break, uh, ladies and gentlemen, due to the rise in tweets like these recently, uh, especially in RWT, I am very pleased to announce that this week is the return of Shitmark Say. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? Um, it's just one guy this week. There's there's a lot of tweets that I've seen, but this was a pretty much a conversation that just blew my mind. Um, so at Hard to Kill, we saw uh, the invasion and debut of the kingdom. Um, 
so literally just uh, I think it was Pro Wrestling and MMA World something group on Facebook put up a photo of the attack and their debut and the whole group just stood there with like Maria and Taven um, and the, the Canellas is mm-hmm. there you go the Canellas so names have been changed for these uh, quotes so I'm just going to re- refer to this guy as Raymond's lover because it's very nice. close to his actual name that's awesome um for whatever reason raymond's lover just comments more proof that AEW doesn't care about its women's division huh i so my my reply what what does this have to do with AEW huh? or its women's division so he responds well that the person who was in charge of ring of honor's women's division is now with impact which says AEW didn't want to fix their women's division and think it's fine the way it is which it totally isn't but tony doesn't care about women's wrestling he only cares about signing up and these recently released wwe guys and giving wwe guys all the tv time i'm sorry what already this is great oh like the brain cells on this cat it's not, just not fucking dropping by the second. Not a single current AEW champion was ever in WWE. <laughs> not a one. I mean, if you really want to, really but... I was gonna say, if you really want to get fucking technical, Britt in a what, in a fucking jobber instance, right? A special whoopee. guest appearance. So he does Okay, hold. But this is the thing that chaps my fucking ass. Are you kidding me? He doesn't care about women's wrestling. Did he not? Go and brand new championship for TB, like the TBS to give them their second belt. Did he or did he not go out of his way to like get some of the best women out of fucking stardom and shine to come help make his company better? Um, I'm pretty sure he's using the crap out of these ladies on dark and uh, elevation. If you'd fucking open your goddamn ears and eyes, and again, now this is now this is a good lovely combination of both for women. And the transgenderish LGBTQ. Wasn't their fucking second champion Nyla Goddamn Rose? Yep. Jesus Christ, people are stupid. Is there any company apart from like Stardom or whatever that has two singles titles for women's women's two sing women's singles titles besides the E because of the two brand? Well, yeah, but I mean like but one again, brand. But, well, that's what I just said because of the two brand. Um, no, I am really trying to think. Uh, no, not singles titles. I mean, I, th- I think there's like I don't even think Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor had. I don't think Ring of Honor had uh, women's tag titles. I know they had. The, they had like just brought back their women's title. Period. Yeah. Uh, Impact had the tag knockouts and the knockout. Uh, I'm, I'm literally thinking of every company right now. I'm going down the fucking list, bud. No. So like, if if anything, they had a singles and a tag at the most. At yeah. the most. So AEW pretty much have a women's world title and a women's mid-card title, which nobody else does. Unless you're in Japan. So. Or And I, I don't even, you know what? Because now I, let's be real. Women's wrestling Wow, they don't even have fucking two uh, a, a fucking world title in the mid card. Damn. And again, so, um, that's all another all American, all women company. Unless you're in Japan, there are no two, you know, singles titles. 
well, there you go. So my response to Raymond's lover, uh, there's absolutely no connection. Just using something completely insignificant to bitch about AEW. And his final response, which I didn't even respond to at this point, I just laughed. Emoji. Um, not at all. Maria was in charge of the women's division in ROH. They were doing great growing the division, which is true. Storylines, great matches, and Tony decides to not hire her to run the women's division and let her go to Impact. He also let the ROH women's champion go to Impact as well. Was there ever any discussions between Tony Khan and Maria? Was Wait. that even a thing? No, because she was in contract with Ring of Honor, and until those contracts were up, which they're not for like another few months, uh, what the fuck was he going to do? That's the thing with that. Do people not understand that Ring of Honor people are still under contract? No. Ring of Honor is not fucking dead. Not yet. Okay? They still have, I think, one more big show. And they have until, like, May. Nobody's, yeah. like, the, the guys are not going to be off a of contract until fucking May. So as much as you think Tony Khan's going to go in there and just be like, okay, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want... <laughs> it's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> There are people on fucking contract because Jay Lethal jumped ship. Jay Lethal probably had a fucking shortened contract. His shit was probably up. The, the fucking, like, the simplest of fucking researches is ridiculous. Come on, dude. Like, oh, they just chapped. And then on top of that, let's be funky here. D does he not know who runs the current AEW women's division? He probably does, but he, he thinks it's stupid. He thinks it's stupid that fucking Kenny by God Omega, one of the best professional wrestlers in the world today, is running the women's division. It's a bad thing. With his girlfriend, or I don't know, whatever, the, her close friend, whatever the have yous, you know, these fuck, like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't, I don't, look, dude, no disrespect to Maria, okay? It's fantastic. Every time I see her, I get the Carl Anderson dancing, you know what I mean? I'm all about it. I don't need to run in my division. My div There's nothing wrong with the division. That's the, the thing. Like, I don't... Where, what other fucking division in goddamn America is anywhere near as good as AEW Women's Division? It's not. You're going to tell me both fucking rosters on WWE are any good? We just talked about how many fucking people have just been released from them. So you're going to tell me the same fucking people are getting over week after week after week after week? No, you're getting their fucking old. It's stale. It's boring. There are fucking constant new faces in AEW women's division. Jade Cargill, she won rookie of the year for what, PWI or whatever. I, I personally, I fucking completely disagree, but whatever the fact. You know what I mean? Look at the fucking rise of Britt Baker. Oh. You know? Hikaru Shida took the world by storm. Nyla Rose, still one of the top. Fucking Ruby Soho came in. She's re... You want to call her a W... If you really want to take her WWE run and base that off of her run, she's already stomped on it. Okay? And that's the thing I don't fucking... I, oh, well, they used to be WWE. Put their fucking place in WWE and where they are now, where are they? Always up here, as opposed to down here. That's the fucking difference. That's all... Yes, they're ex-WWE, but again, they're way higher on the card. Maybe they were just a mid-card guy. Now they're upper mid-card. To WWE, they were an upper mid-card. Now they're a fucking main eventer. Think about how much serious, more serious a guy like Kevin Owens would be in AEW. You know what I mean? 
Sasha Banks would be way, I don't want to say like she is as WWE in there as can be, but imagine, you know, what uh, her in AEW being able to have those crazy matches, but, but have somebody fucking teach her how to get, you know, to do it right, to not fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Not get injured twice in a week. Twice. Um, so thank you very much for that irrelevant opinion, Raymond's lover. You're an idiot. Um, I think that's warranted a break. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. The ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. This is the voice of Killer Cross. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. You are watching Max. Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. We're going to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show, coming to you in living color on Facebook and YouTube, and of course on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Castbox, and Podbay. We're probably on other podcast platforms that we don't know about either because they all just rip off SoundCloud. Yep, that's how it goes. Um, at Podcast Promo Rumble Seven, the Knowledge and World Champions can choose their own challenges. Last week, we were rudely interrupted by our World Champion Chad Malcolm just to say that he would announce his challenger this week. So let's not waste any more time waiting and find out who the lawyer is taking to court. Waiting long enough. I have been told that I can choose my own challenger for the Rumble. I want to sit here now and tell you that I thought long and hard about who I want it to be, but that would be a lie. There was like, there was this little voice in my head, as if someone had just messaged me on Facebook and was like, this is the person you should challenge. And I was like, do you know what? Yeah, you're right. And it doesn't matter who I choose because the real El Jefe and the real captain and the real champ is right here. I'm the only person in this company that matters because I hold the world championship. The world. That's better than anything else. I've got the world. I've got the main one. I am the guy. I'm the face of this company. But there is something else that I want. So here's the deal. Mr. Phoenix, I challenge you to a World Championship match at the Rumble. But if, and it's a big if because it ain't happening, if you manage to beat me and take this tile away from me, 
I want that nice little pre briefcase that you've got there. Those are my suggestions. What do you think? What do you think? I challenge you at the Rumble. You beat me, I get your briefcase. Of course, if you deny this challenge, then it is known that you are scared of the champ, the Al Jefe, the captain, me, the face of this company. So it's definitely in your best interest to accept. Um, I'll see you in a few weeks, buddy. So there we have it, high stakes and a new never-ending rivalry in match wrestling. Chad has chosen the Phoenix to challenge him for the World Championship, but in return, Chad will receive Phoenix's Iron Bank briefcase, which still has 89 days left on the contract. Um, so that's your world title match for the Rumble. We still need to find out who the Phoenix will choose to defend his title against, which is the Knowledge Championship. Uh, when we get to the Rumble, Phoenix will break his own record for the fourth longest reign as Knowledge Champion. Uh, there's still a way to go, but can he reach Kenny Killer and Mike Larkin territory? We are. Time will tell. Yeah, right, only time will tell. <laughs> Plus, the television championship will be on the line, also defended by the Phoenix, as he defends against the winner of the second Ring of Games. Four people will enter the unique and always fun Trivia Dome. And again, if you haven't seen the Ring of Games yet, go watch the Promo Series 6 pre-launch show. Comedy, that stuff. It was great. And in a first-ever promo exhibition, Cypher makes his return to action as he steps up to go face-to-face with the shape. Mm -hmm. For more information, go to maxwrestling.net slash rumble7. Rumble7. So on to AEW. Adam Cole is stuck in between the box and the uh, undisputed. Um... But, I mean, what I loved about the whole segment was I think that was the first time we've seen Adam Cole and Britt Baker in the ring together. It is. It was It was awesome. It was, uh, it was a nice moment. Uh, Power I mean, they, vibes. Big time. I mean, because they've been having issues with, you know, Chris Statlander running in and all this and that. And so now they got the woman uh, side of it taken care of, which, like, at first I threw me I was like, what the fuck is Britt Baker doing in there? And then I was like, oh, that's right, yeah. Fucking, I was just like, dude, really? Fucking, no, it was one of those for sure. Yeah, I kind of went the other way around. I was like, ah, obviously, Britt Baker's there for Adam Cole. And then I went, wait a minute, is she feuding with Chris Statlander? Well, she is now. <laughs> right? Like, she has to. She's the only girl in there. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like the whole power couple vibes we get from Adam and Britt Baker. Works. I was kind of expecting a kind of dig at, at uh, Shivani from Adam Cole, but he didn't get nothing. <laughs> you know what I've been thinking that same thing I was like dude I said this is going to turn into a thing where like he's going to be like what the hell are you doing here Shivani <laughs> oh god I can't wait oh it's going to be great yeah uh, and also the backstage segment where they're all just yelling at the camera guy <laughs> like god damn there Brandon <laughs> Who's what's he fucking Kyle O'Reilly called him Langdon and oh, yeah, one, Langdon. Of, one of the bucks his oh, name yeah, Brandon Butler. by the way that shit was like that shit was like Landon Butler. Come on there, Landon. Oh, thanks for sticking up for me, Nick. Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so great. 
they beat, they abuse um, him so much it's beautiful yeah it's uh almost as much as the rock abused the coach back in the day oh uh, see but you see what i mean good nostalgia vibes yes the uh, the interviewer always gets abused by the big tough wrestlers that's right because he's um, a geek also todd grisham uh, as we yeah. gave an honorable mention for his birthday this week um, we also had a return of the Murderhawk, who now appears to be the next challenger for Hangman. Uncle Archer came through. He, I don't know why I thought that guy looked mad. I was like, what the hell? You look weird. But he, Yeah, he weird. no dreads. Yeah, it was just it, something was weird about it. And I was just like, okay, but he came in, and I was like, there's no, I said, there's no way you're going after uh, Homeboy the sure shit. I was like, oh, well, well I mean, Hangman's going to die. I and mean, it is what it is. But then, no, I have that problem as a guy who I really do care about uh, the talent, you know. And we know best that Lance Archer right now has literally been going on a tear of big match losses. Yeah. And I can't fucking stand that because he's very good. And it's like, I get the feud and it's hangman and and hangman right now. I really don't think there's very many people that can beat hangman. Um, literally the one name that comes to my mind that actually works out is MJF. But I also don't see that for like six more months. You know what I mean? As soon as he gets through with punk and then probably goes to be dry. Something tells me he's going to use those two dudes as pillars to get to, uh, to get to hangman. Don't quote me on that, but what if it, when it happens, don't be surprised. But uh, but that's the thing that kills me about Archer. He's meant to be one of the monsters on the. He's meant to be the monster on this product besides Miro. Yeah. But again, he Ward is fa- Wardlow too, and uh, he has just drowned every opportunity that he's had. And I, ju- I just don't want it to happen again. I think it'll work. I mean, if if it happens again, I think they'll do it in a way where Archer looks so strong it's ridiculous, and maybe the only way Hangman wins is like he, you know, fucking maybe Archer gets disqualified for kicking too much ass. Yeah, I mean, they, they have to save him, is what I'm driving at. Yeah. They have to save him. This has to be done right. Otherwise, you are literally taking one of your better assets and you're just constantly burying him and. I'm going to say that. That's a WWE move. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like Liv Morgan to keep losing title matches. Exactly. You push and push and push and push and push. Eventually, we're not going to care at all. At all. Uh, what I loved about the segment, though, was Dan Lambert. So as uh, as Archer's coming towards him, literally, as he's about to get murdered, Dan Lambert can't help but still... Throw in the insults like the company never did anything for you. Yep, because he's <laughs> the best. He's literally the best thing out there right now, especially on the microphone. Uh, I loved his entire promo to Hangman, how he was quoting mm-hmm. about all the old school wrestlers. I came out here to to tell you how good of a wrestler you are, and you didn't do it this way, you did it that way. But he calls him an urban cowboy rather than you know like the cowboys of old, like the Stan Hansons and shit. And I'm just like. You're pissing him off, this, but this is good. This, I like this. This is going to be nice. And But now it also yeah. makes me think, does that mean Archer is going to be part of American Top Team? Since, since there's not going to be any more Jake Roberts for a little bit. I heard he mm. was battling with uh, 
that yeah COVID bad, but something something just prior to COVID as well. So he's been battling for a minute. Poor guy. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen Jake. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a long time since we've seen freaking Outcher. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's been he's been he's been gone for a while, hanging out and doing some New Japan stuff. Yeah, I I wouldn't be mad at all with Dan Lambert managing the Motorhawk. No, not one bit. I even think it would be nice. Even if it's just for this feud with um, Hangman, and still. Lambert still throwing in the insults to Cody too. Like, uh, at least you didn't take the shortcut like Cody. And he basically said, you're a great wrestler, but you're a shit cowboy. Yeah. Something tells me that, like, all those jabs at Cody is going to end up being him versus Cody at some point. Yeah, and people are still going to boo Cody. That's fine. (laughs) Cody right now deserves all the boo, okay? (laughs) Deserves all the booing. (laughs) Right, poor guy. I have this fucking weird, bad feeling that because he got and, and now for those of you that don't know that this is what happened. Corey, Corey got COVID. Cody, sorry, got to do the Corey thing. TSK can't stop it. <laughs> fucking guy got COVID, and because of that, that's why they did the whole thing with Dustin, uh, Rustin, I should say, and um, and Sammy. Sammy wins. Sammy goes on defends this week. I would not be surprised if Sammy defends it for maybe like another week and then Cody comes back and they, he, they drop it right back to him to keep going down whatever path that they were going to go. Wouldn't be surprised. But then again, if they're fucking smart, just leave it on Sammy. But yeah. We'll see. Well, they pretty much said there's going to be a unification match. Um, but I... I love JR, but I think he confused me. Didn't they say Cody was going to be back next week? That's what it sounded like. Um, I'll say, let me see if I can yeah. find it. It's been announced Cody will make his return on January 19th, which is next week. So they announced that. And then they had the main event with Sammy, uh, which he obviously retained. And then JR just said something like, we're going to have a unification match. I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know when Cody's going to come back. About You literally just said he's coming back next week. JR doesn't remember much, man. <laughs> I still love him. He's the man. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say he's like hindering the commentary group. I really like him on commentary, but like his age does really start to show. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a million times better in backstage segments than he is uh, during regular commentary. But I, I, maybe it's a personal bias here. Just can't see the fucking booth without him. Yeah, can't. He he he's too vital. I mean, we've grown up with Jr. on commentary, so it's kind of like they go hand in hand. Yeah, he it, when he when he talks, everything feels like a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of Wardlow, he uh, they they I thought Jeez. they booked themselves into a corner this week with Wardlow and Punk, and like, neither of them can really afford to lose because Punk's still undefeated. Um, we suspected MJF's going to be the first one to beat him, and then they've, they've just been pushing the hell out of Wardlow for the last few weeks. Um, but for a split second, it did look like Wardlow was going to get the win. He tries to murder Punk with seven fucking power bombs. Um, so it, obviously it has to be shenanigans. <laughs> Punk just wins with a little inside cradle and then rolls out of the ring, half dead. I would. I didn't hate this as much as I thought people more people probably hated this as more as, as um than I'm actually giving it credit. But I um I really enjoyed the match. Thought it was great. 
it showed uh, it showed it showed Wardlow for the the monster that he is, the powerhouse that he is. Yeah. But it also showed that Punk is just, you know, he's an old school veteran. He's smart, knows when to do certain things at certain times. Mm. However, the the whole thing about this is building MJF and Wardlow. Yeah. Now, Wardlow, you can tell, was getting frustrated with MJF. And he's just like, no, 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 powerbomb him again, do it again. No, you can't pin him. I'll tell you what to do. What the fuck do I pay you for? The whole nine. He kept ripping him every time I turn around. And that's what made me laugh so bad. He's like, what the fuck am I paying you for? I'm like, are you paying this guy to be jobbers? Because, like, where can I get that job? I need something like that. Like, fucking sign me up. Go in there and look <laughs> like a million bucks and get paid. I'm all about it. Anyway, it, it, he was just getting so fucking frustrated with him. I just, when, when Punk rolled him up, I wanted I wanted Wardlow to just be like, just sit there in the ring and be like, I fucking told you. Like, just sit there pissed off. Be like, I fucking told you. I should have just pinned this guy and then have an argument rather instead he's kind of just like up like, and I'm like, no dude, I need you to kind of be in like angriest disbelief. Like this fucking guy rolled me up because this idiot wouldn't let me pin him and then yeah. getting mad at MJF and build that thing a little longer. Instead it turned into, they have to jibber jabber and in comes Sean Spears to be the peacekeeper. And I'm like, I don't want to say the dragging uh, I don't want to say it's starting to drag, but but the, you know what I mean. But they need to pick up their feet, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wardlow and MJF have been building for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Maybe even longer than Hangman and Kenny. You know what? Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but I actually, I like the way Punk won. I I like the fact that he didn't just jump up and hit GTS like WWE yeah. style booking. Yeah, you um, don't have to hit your move. Yeah. You just cheap, easy win out of nowhere. Technicalities, baby. Yeah. Um. So a little bit later on, MGF comes out seething, and you think he's finally going to announce that he's going to face Punk, but instead he announced that next week Punk's against Sean Spears. Which sounds... <laughs> no, that doesn't sound too bad. Sean Spears. It sounds like kind of a downgrade after you get seven power bombs from Wardlow. It really does. <laughs> I'm like, oh... This guy, he's not gonna do shit. The only the only thing he can do to kind of top down is like what eight chair shots. Oh yeah, just fucking send this guy to the hospital, right? Right, fucking blow the back of his head out, shit. Well, we we've, we've got like two months until the next pay per view, so there's plenty of time to build it. You're not wrong. Um, so on top of um Lance Archer's return, we also had a debut. Finally, oh, yeah, we finally got a debut from the blackout. Um. Malachi Black's House of Black now features Brody King, who just beat the shit out of everybody. That's right. The black, I like how the Black Kings. The, the Kings of the Black Throne. I love it. There you go. That's what it is. Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah, four PWG champs, these guys, uh, fucking tag team champs. They're, they are a dangerous, dangerous tag team because of anybody that's ever watched Brody King and really watched Brody King. For a dude who is like a legit 6'6", probably 300 pound, he's fucking fast. Okay? Oh, yeah. He is fucking fast. And when he, like that cannonball, oh my god, that cannonball was bananas. And he's going to hit that all fucking day long. That's one of his favorite things to do. It, it's just, I'm so excited for Brody King, it's not even funny. 
Uh, I wish that he would have came sooner, but you know what? I'm not going to – as t- as TK loves to deliver surprise after surprise, just because it's later than I wanted doesn't mean I'm going to bitch about it. No. I will take all I these mean, lovely surprises. I think after last week when they did the blackout and we expected the debut and then it was just like Malachi teleporting, they had to do it this week. Well, yeah, you fucking start pissing people off at this point. Um, I oh, honorary shit marks. Say, um, I can't remember who it was or what it was or where it was, but somebody was just like, oh yeah, AW marks expected Bray Wyatt, but they actually got Brody King. Like, right? No, Burger, you're a fucking idiot. We expected but, Brody. King. <laughs> it was something like they start cheering because they expect Bray Wyatt, and then they start booing because it's Brody King, and then somebody was like, well, no, you could hear them cheering. Brody Afterwards, King. and chanting for no, Brody before, during the blackout. You can hear him before the fucking lights went out. Brody King, Brody King. This that's that fucking WWE Mark shit. Mm-hmm. I get it. You you know that we kind of want somebody from the E to come in and do the thing. That doesn't mean that if this motherfucker doesn't show up, we're disappointed. Okay. Right. Well, there are other dudes out there that we want to hit this company that you don't fucking know about. Brody King is one of them. I mean, yeah, Bray and Black would be cool, but we've got. Black, fucking Brody, Brody King, and then possibly King. Bray too. Yes, exactly. Like, no, everybody's on, gonna dude. die. It's gonna be like, and then that's because then no, you see that you you planted a fucking hell of a seed because now you got to think about it. As, as as great of a fucking promo as Malachi Black is in, he he is that much better of a performer. Yeah, and we don't need Brody King to be a talker at all. And he's already shown that he can go out there and just destroy. So that definitely leaves Wyndham to come in and literally just be a talker. He didn't have to wrestle for like four months. Dead ass. He ain't got to wrestle for like four months. And he if he could just talk and be the leader of the House of Black or even uh, the fucking Dark Order or whatever and turn them heel, it'll work perfectly. Because he's best for the for the goddamn um, promos, and and we're not. I'm not expecting this cat to hit in a ring ASAP. So, I mean, I, I like it. We will get our 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 you know Wyndham Rotunda. Relax. He he's coming somewhere soon. He released a new promo, um, like just over a week ago, saying he has a home. But like. Looking at it now, it's very Bray Wyatt vibes. There's a lot of... Actually, wait a minute. That That's like genuine WWE footage. I don't know. He, he The video he released, it was like a oh, multiple wait, that may video set. And it was like seven or eight different videos he had posted or whatever. Um, as much of a WWE vibe as they gave me, it also gave me like... A giant persona change, and this was like more of like the dark arts kind of persona change. And I'm like, and I don't know if WWE is gonna be fucking with no goddamn dark arts, bro. Okay, it's not happening. So I, I, I but, but but it's true. The rumor, the rumor mill for 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 Bray or Wyndham, whatever you want to call him, it literally goes both ways. He's on yeah. his way back to the E. He's on his way to AEW. I personally think he should be an impact. I think he would fucking kill an impact because he can be his own star. But, but there's also a lot of seeds planted in AEW that could work out even better. 
So it's like yeah. for him, it's a win-win. Go make your money. Yeah, there's also a lot of connections in AEW. Oh, yeah, um, obviously to Brody Lee. But yeah, that's time, the biggest one. Time will tell um, where Wyndham ends up, um, but I don't think we're going to have to wait very much longer to find out. Please no, please God no. Which uh, kind of scares me a little bit because Royal Rumble is literally two weeks away. Oh, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Wait, aren't we also getting Alexa Bliss back next week? In like regular form, we I hear is what uh, oh. supposedly is going down. She's supposed okay. to be a normal person again. Strange. So right. Hmm. And then it'll be like a shallow flare cured her. <laughs> I, I, fuck, I guess. Uh, um, years old. Right. Well, finally, um, actually, I do have one bit of a spoiler at the end of this, but finally, Corey Graves um, has been cleared to return to the ring. And normally, I think this would have surprised me, but I think I kind of looked at it and went, ah, cool. Yeah, it's I think because right. it's because Daniel Bryan and Edge coming back to the ring is just like, it lowers my expectations. I was like, anybody could literally be cleared. I wouldn't be surprised if Paige came back next week or next month. It's like Edge and Daniel Bryan kind of opened the door for long-term injuries to be cured. And all these wrestlers that we thought would never wrestle again are coming back. I mean, I, 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 I'm kind of with you. I feel like, yeah, it's like you kind of opened that uh, um, Pandora's box a little bit. And like now everybody out of the motherfucker would work with a neck injury or a concussion <laughs> injury. Watch me come back, motherfucker. Like, you know what? Not everybody needs to come back. Um, when... You, now, when the news broke about Corey Graves, my immediate reaction was, why? But, like, for why, brother? Like, it's not it's not that serious. You're a pretty good commentator. Um, you really don't need to be in the ring. And then let's, let's keep it funky. Let's keep it a thousand around here. For those that watch the early, the early, like the dusty edition of NXT, those are the only motherfuckers that actually ever saw Corey Graves work. Yeah, I, you I just about missed it. I think I got into NXT just as he was retiring, so I didn't really see much of him. I know he's like a former tag team champion with Neville, but that's about it. That's it. But, like, he was... I don't want to say he was basic ass, but there was not much special about him. Uh, but on top of that, no disrespect... I'm not trying to show too much disrespect because it's kind of hard to fucking look good with goddamn Neville being your fucking tag partner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's a double-edged sword. I, 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 it's worth going back to look at. But on top of that, like I said, you weren't even a big time. You weren't even a big deal. You know what I mean? You weren't even like in the main title picture. You're just a cat. And because of that, I'm like, I'm with like, why do you need to come back? There's no personal reason for you to come back. And then heaven, this is the thing. You're willing to come back. What if you get hurt again? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This isn't, oh, cool, you know, well, I'm going to take the Daniel Bryan route, and because I'm a giant star, people are going to take care of me. No. You're a fucking peon player. So I, I, don't, I don't fucking know where you think you're going to go with this. But I assure you, we will not get a Corey Graves WWE Championship run. And if that's not in your cards, then you don't need to be back in the ring. 
Dead ass. Yeah, okay. Um, Can you tell I'm not a giant fan of the guy? No. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. He didn't really need to come back. I mean, obviously, I get it. The itch is there. You want to get back in the ring, but he had a solid position as a commentator. Um, some people like him, some people don't. You know, he, eh. he's he's got the um, After the Bell podcast. There was no real need to get cleared and come back to the ring other than his own desire to get back in the ring. Which is fine. Hey, that's that's on you. You do you. But it's, it doesn't mean you know, we don't need to give a shit about it. Right? <laughs> I, I, mean, I, get it. I mean, he was forced to retire pretty young. Um because people are probably going to say, well, what about Edge and Daniel Bryan? Yeah, they were forced to retire, but they didn't really get to finish their careers their way. Yeah, there's a, yeah I'm about to say, that's like, there's a total difference, you know what I mean? These guys were main event stars. One was on the, you know, had just won a world title and literally had to vanquish it in the middle of a fucking, you know, Monday Night Raw kind of shit. And the other yeah. one was on a meteoric rise. So, Corey Graves was neither. <laughs> Yeah, no disrespect, uh, but it calls him as a seasons. Yeah. Um, I, so I guess that this means are we going back to two man commentary teams? Because like SmackDown got Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. You know how fucking okay. See, that, but that's not a bad combo. You're gonna, but you're gonna tell me you're gonna pull Corey Graves. You're gonna leave Byron Saxon with that fucking new dude on Raw. <laughs> that already sounds bad. They're both good. Um, but yeah, I don't see either one of them having the charisma of Corey. Mm, exactly, that pizzazz. Yeah, like, you need the charisma, you need the color commentators. Like we said, SmackDown's got Pat McAfee, who's fucking all personality. He's got all more personality long. than every commentator in WWE combined. Speaking of Pat McAfee, um, if you guys have the opportunity, anybody listening, Daz, you included... Uh, go on to YouTube, Pat McAfee Show, uh, youtube.com forward slash Pat McAfee Show. He has a lovely 19-minute interview with John Cena, who is uh, hanging out in his fucking um, uh, whatever his goddamn, what is his, do you, what is his, do you know what his goddamn character is in the Suicide Squad? Uh, like the Pain Maker. There you go, the Pain Maker. He's hanging out, or he's hanging, Peacemaker, whatever the fuck. He's hanging yeah. out in his goddamn uniform <laughs> as he's doing this. It, it's the fucking hilarious. I don't know. When the fuck did John get so funny? When did John get so funny? When he stopped wrestling. Because he's fucking hilarious now. He's fucking <laughs> hilarious. And this interview, I swear to God, if if the TSK loves it, you guys love it, it is literally 18 minutes of your life that you can never have back and you're never going to want back because it was that so much fun. Actually, you know what else? John Cena's become a lot more tolerable since he split with Nikki Bella. Oh, he's not a robot anymore. But yeah. Nikki, we can't do that. That's part of <laughs> Rule fourteen seventy two or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. So, Corey Graves leaving commentary table. Uh, I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with Raw. We need somebody with a personality on there. The uh, Byron, Byron, and I, who? What's the other guy's name? Fuck if I know. Okay, well, the other guy and Byron, they're good, but they they don't have the color. Aspect of commentary. Bring up, watch well, bring back Jerry King Lawler. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> that are gonna, they're gonna ask Pat, hey, Pat, can you do two weeks, two days a week? 
That'd be, yeah, that'd right. be cool. I, I wouldn't mind wouldn't... that, but he's got a lot of shit going on. I don't know. I also wouldn't be surprised if Pat entered the Rumble. Like, he's just sitting at the desk, and the clock goes off, and it's like, oh, Do crap. it! Do it! What a pop! That'd be a hell of a pop. <clears throat> um. So there we go. So, finally, I do have a spoiler for tonight's Impact, which, if you want, you probably, some, a lot of people are going to watch this over the weekend. You've already seen Impact anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, it was taped last week, and it was announced we're going to have Deanna Perrazzo challenge Roxy for the ROH Women's title. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a new Ring of Honor Women's Champion, who just so happens to be Impact's Deanna Perrazzo. That's right. So, love where that's going. <laughs> Do you, though? <laughs> we, got, we got Mickey, as, uh, who stole the Impact Women's World I'm still salty. That Deanna doesn't have it anymore. Uh, the Impact Women's World title is now going to go into the Rumble with it. So Deanna's like, fuck you. I'm going to win the, the ROH Women's World title. Uh, <clears throat> right. Excuse me. And she still has the Triple H, uh, Triple H, Triple A Women's title. Too. That's right. Yeah, she does. That's right. But it's fucking goddamn Deanna Prazo. So, okay. I don't mean to harp back to NXT, but I have to. So, uh, is it Pierce, Pirota, uh, Piata, Pisa Piata, whatever her name is? Why does she look like whatever? She looks like a goddamn. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, the one that teams up with Indy Hartwell right now? Yeah. She oh, looks shit. like the most carbon copy fucking Photoshop mode of fucking. This is the fucking Dollar Tree version of, of fucking Deanna Perrazzo. Same fucking gear, same fucking look. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you guys that mad that she's gone? You fucking let her go. Yeah, that broad. Yeah. Um, Persia Parada. Yeah, her fucking. I'm telling you, dude. I was watching NXT. I was like, dude, you guys are trying so hard, so hard to bring back fucking goddamn Deanna Parada. Like, look, 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 she's right here, kind of, sort of. Like, no. She she even got a similar name. She really does, though. <laughs> she really does. That was the fucking most funny part about it. Um, but you know what? Now that Deanna. Is still the the AAA Women's Champion, and now she's won the Ring of Honor Women's Title, and she's probably going to win the Impact World Title again soon. If she still bitches about not being included in the Forbidden Door, seriously, right? <clears throat> Her whole problem right is she hasn't been featured on AEW while other women have, but you're still breaking down barriers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just because you're not on Dynamite doesn't mean you're not, you know. Part of this In whole due time, yeah, give it time. Multiverse. When you fucking show up on Dynamite, then it's oh my fucking god. And that's she'd be, she'd be like Ultimate Dragon with all the fucking belts. Exactly, but the, but the, but again, think of the pop. That's the thing. Don't get pissed off at the situation because you know where you want to be. Understand the build to getting there and the impact of when it is you show up and how you show up. Like, it's not that fucking hard. Like, it's the, the anticipation. The anticipation is great. And that's the thing. She is still doing big things, even though she's, yeah. not, she's not being one of these women that are showing up on Dynamite from other companies. She's still doing big things in AAA, and now she's won the Ring of Honor title. So Exactly. Chill a little bit, Deanna. You're still doing big things. You'll be all right. We, we still believe you should have been our female of the year, but for... Other reasons people voted for who was female of the year? That's a good. Uh, Britt? Britt, Britt, yeah. I mean, yeah. Can't really argue, but but I mean, if you if we can have like a one A, yeah, 
It'd be it should have been a tie between Brit and Diana. There you go. I like that. So um, let's close out the show by finding out this week's, if it's going to be week number three for Von Wagner with Geek of the Week. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking PF with a lousy proceed. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. So it is actually not going to be three third week in a row for uh, uh, fucking dumb shit, fucking Von Wagner. <laughs> no, my geek of the week this week is actually a guy that I had a lot of fucking, I had a lot of hope in. Uh, he looked like the ultimate thing. He came in and he was supposed to be the next, next big thing. And he's, I don't know what the fuck he is now. Goddamn Harland. Dude, how the fuck do you go from being like an all division Fucking right guard, looking like a goddamn monster, supposedly being the fucking next mini Brock Lesnar, to coming out here being a fucking dweebo. Just the fucking... He, I understand he's like an uncontrollable monster. All of his moves look like shit. He fucking can't even walk right. He, he's fucking like... He's... Okay, so... As a kid who is has brothers and has wrestled forever, I swear to God, I have the ability of most professional wrestlers to do like the turnbuckle hits. This guy's grabbing the fucking dude's head like, and he just he it just looks stupid. And then he's like bouncing him off the road. It just was the worst. Some of the worst monster stuff I've seen. It it, it looked superly uncoordinated. It looked like he was not trying to overpower him but it also looked like the dude was kind of selling for him a little bit more it just looked really bad so because of that this week harlan for the fucking love of god fix your shit you're a fucking geek this week yeah i have to agree he was built as like the next brock lesnar and he's doing just the uh, hottest of garb shit he's gone from being the next brock lesnar to the next lars sullivan Oh, oh my God! What a comparison! I was gonna go more Schnitzky, but I like that. <laughs> well, it wasn't his fault. It's a fucking um, creative direction. Yeah, and it's yeah. only gonna get worse since it's apparently under two minds, and that's it. Uh, and no. one of them is Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, what? Uh, I I thought two point couldn't get any worse. Well, I mean, when you tell me Bruce Pritchard, the king of the 90s, is going to run your product, and I was already for weeks now complaining that you're 290s, things are going to get worse. People laughed last week or the week before when I said Shawn Michaels is next for the chopping board. I mean, he's he's gone. I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's not a part of the NXT writing group. Like I said, the writing group is literally held by two or three people right now. That's it. And like I said, one of them is... Fucking Bruce Pritchard. The other one is some lady I've never heard of. And I don't even think she knows what wrestling is. Oh, it can't be as bad as the comedy writer chick. Who, oh, uh, didn't, who, who, who didn't know who Bobby Lashley like, or the Hurt Locker was? We're, we're the Hurt Business, and our thing is we're cool and shit. That's, oh, yeah, we're cool. <laughs> uh, so, from Geek Quality of the Week shit. to Wrestler of the Week. This week, um, I honestly can't think of anybody more deserving uh, overall, but based purely on this week, 
um, becoming the interim TNT champion after, for whatever reason, losing it two weeks before. Um, he's pretty much just one of the most talked about guys in AEW in recent months. Not always for good things. <laughs> Not for the best of things at <laughs> times. Well, he would say it's good good things. Um, this week's wrestler of the week is, of course, the Spanish guard Sammy Guevara. Well, hey, he said he wouldn't complain that about it, and uh, neither would a lot of men. So <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes it, they're just absolutely not hiding a damn thing anymore. Oh God, no! Like there's, they're like openly flirting like all the time. Like his goddamn fucking the, these Twitter posts. He's uh, over here fucking hitting with a cake emoji. Tay. With a cake emoji. <laughs> I was just like, God damn, dude. Uh, you know what? I'm enjoying it. Again, we don't know the full story, so I'm I'm whatever. Right? It's not our it's not our zone to be in. No, and let's let's be honest, they 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 both um heart probs. Mm-hmm. Factual statement so. there. There we go. Uh, your week is complete. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media at Max Wrestling UK. And a huge thank you as always to everybody on SoundCloud and all the other podcast platforms. Don't forget the website, maxwrestling.net. You can follow us at the Captain 512 and at SMRPodNet on Twitter. And now listen up, you pencil it geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. That's right. So Bolt Rant's coming in hot, heavy, and in the house, if you will. Lots and lots and lots of stuff coming out. The season is over. The loss came from the Raiders, which is not a team I ever like losing to. Um, not going to lie, this fucking review of this game took me like three days to write because I kept getting so fucking mad. Pissed off that we lost. But it is what it is. Um, head coach took a lot of shit for fucking two, three days. I'm gonna actually going to talk a lot about that. I'm going to review the game. I'm going to talk a lot about how his uh, first-year philosophies can work fantastic in the Division Three. However, maybe not so much in the NFL, but that does not mean I give up hope. I talk about how to address it, how to change it, definitely get a new defensive coordinator and address the defensive line and some other places. And because of that, I also do uh, – I have another episode dropping today. It's going to be my end-of-season grades. I'm going to go position-by-position position grade, and then I'm also going to do the coaches – there's going to be another draft look at. This one's the first three rounds of stuff. Uh, there's a free agency look at. And because I have been home all week long and I don't understand how I didn't do this sooner, Monday drops a retro. Retro Rewind returns Monday all morning. Right. Uh, I, the, uh, what's I, uh, I can't remember the date on that one, but just look out for it. It's coming back. I'm excited to do it. Um, no word if I'm going to like keep going on a, like on a constant, constant basis, or maybe I'll might even move it to like every other week. Uh, but we'll see. So stay tuned for that. Monday's a perfect day. Oh yeah, it is perfect day. Uh, classic wrestling day. And with that said, we will see you next motherfucking week. Uh, and once again, you will see us. So. Go watch some wrestling, then come back and listen to us talk about it. Goodbye, and good night. Bye. Phoenix, I'm down for that belt if you stop holding on to that shit, though.